What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Southpaw's Tales on the Barstool. I am the founder and host, J.D. Tierney. And to my right, as always, is the beauty and the brains of this whole shindig. Cat, go ahead and say hi. I am the beauty, but uh, I don't do any freaking thing about setting up. So I would say you're the brains, babe. I don't know. I'm I'm just, I'm a fucking idiot. Hey, just smart. take it. Man, that's the first time anyone's told you that your whole life. Like, just, just take it. I, I accept your compliment. So before we get going, uh, if, you, if you haven't before, please go to StreamYard.com slash Facebook and make sure that you give them permission to see your name. Uh, so we can see your name. It just helps us out when we're dealing with the comments because uh, we love getting y'all's interaction. Um, we love bringing your comments on screen. Sometimes y'all spur where we go next. Uh, I'm waiting for JD to tell those who don't to go fuck themselves because he does it every episode. So yeah, if you don't go to StreamYard.com slash Facebook right now, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> there we are. Proper like, like I want you to bend it over. Proper. I want you to do yoga proper to make sure it's like. done proper. Yoga. Yeah, you got to stretch. You don't want to pull something. So we have uh, an Air Force veteran, Megan Trapp, coming on here shortly. But before we do that, hey, Mark. Yeah, I can see you. Um, we have some people already chiming in. It's great to see you guys. Uh, we'll be bringing Megan on here shortly. Um, tonight, we're going to be doing some wines, which is why we have wine glasses. Because I'm not going to drink anything else out of them. Go figure. Yeah. Uh, we're doing some Texas wines tonight. Uh, do you have the wine bottle opener? I do have the wine bottle opener. Okay, good. So the first one we're going to do is actually one of Kat's go-tos. They both are. These are my top two faves. These are my go-to wines. And we're going to start with the Yellow Rose. Uh, so this is Landon Winery's Yellow Rose Sweet White Wine. And it is 11% ABV. Uh, from Texas, of course. Both of them are from Texas. This one's from Greenville, Texas. And the reason we're doing this first is this is my second favorite. My first favorite we're going to do next. This one tastes like a white gummy bear. Actually, the only reason I'm doing this one it first really does. is it's because I don't want to have to deal with this mid-show when we're doing the second bottle. And the other one just has a twist off top. So it's <laughs> easy. And I'm lazy and I don't want to do it twice. <laughs> and he dances. <laughs> so... I'm gonna. I haven't had this before, or maybe she's given me like a sip of it before. But yeah, I don't think you tried either one of these. Like maybe you've taken a sip of this one because it tastes like a gummy bear, and you like gummy bears. But uh, but yeah, it legitimately tastes like a gummy bear. If you have not gone to Amazon and checked out the uh, reviews of Haribo's. Sugar-free. Sugar it has bears. to be the sugar-free like gummy bears. Shit themselves. I'm, like I'm, amazing. I'm, I'm giving you a godsend. This is a gift. Make sure you go and check out the reviews for yes. the sugar-free gummy bears. Yes. All right. Let me try this and, and let's get get a little review All right. here. Little review. So I'm going to preface this with: I am not a wine drinker. Generally, what? I think wine is just. Ugh. But, but it's actually tolerable. And for me saying wine is tolerable, it's got to be pretty damn good. Yeah, it's like gummy bears and apple juice had a really naughty, sexy baby. Okay, that sounds weird. Uh, you know what I mean, though? Like, they combined. And <laughs> it's, it's actually not bad. I, I can I actually like I can actually drink it. And it goes really good with the tacos we had earlier because <laughs> I still have that Having your teeth? And yeah. You're like... <laughs> So I'm sure that's what everybody wants to hear. But <laughs> yeah, let's, let me let me try some of that. <laughs> let's baby like a baby bird. bird. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you do That's it. what y'all signed now up for it. by everybody. Now you do it. Here, here. here. <laughs> okay, that was really disturbing. Yeah. Uh, I actually think I got some of your beard hair in my therapy. lip gloss. 
So I'll be <laughs> flossing with that here after after a little bit. So let's go ahead and get to these sponsors here so we can bring Megan on. Um, Super. Our first sponsor is 5 by 5 Brewing. It's battle-born and Texas-made veteran-owned brewing company based in Mission, Texas, co-founded by Army vet George Rice. With beers like the 40-millimeter Stout, the Brunette Bombshell, and Fubar, it's no surprise this brewery is taking over the Texas markets from the valley to the coastal bend. Ask your local bar, restaurant, or grocer to start carrying 5 by 5 Brewing Company today. You can get more information about them at 5x5brewing.com. Facebook.com slash 5x5brewing. Call them directly at 956-445-5421. Or you can email them at info at 5x5brewing.com. And their shit is amazing. We've been drinking it for years, years before they were our sponsors, which is why we approached them to be one of our sponsors. So uh, you want to get the next one? Absolutely. Stinking lootly. I am going to do the Legion of Loan Officers founded by Air Force Security Forces veteran Nick Carpenter. Hey, Nick. Love that beard. Uh, the Legion of Loan Officers is America's mastermind for smart mortgage professionals where you can learn to attract 10 realtors you love working with. Get your free copy of Nick's book, The Loan Officer Strategy Guide at loanofficerstrategyguide.com. Just pay a small shipping and handling fee or and go to www.facebook.com forward slash Legion of Loan Officers. Boom. Boom. And Megan, before the show, we were talking about one of the guests that's from Colorado. That was Nick. That's is, him. That, yeah. yeah. Um, our next sponsor is OMOG Construction, which was founded by Marine Vet Seth Knox and Matt Anders. They're general contractors serving the greater Houston area uh, with a focus on concrete, no job too big or too small. From residential to commercial and industrial foundations and pads, OMOG Construction has you covered. You can find them at omogco.com. That's omagco.com. Uh, Facebook.com slash OMOGCO. Uh, Instagram, OMOGCO. Omoco. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But OMOG stands for One Mexican, One Weto, and Weto is Spanish slang for white boy. So that's what it stands for. Boom. I'm going to do boom after everyone. Boom. Next is the veteran talk show with Ryan Smeltz. A soldier, an airman, and a Marine walk into a room. Veteran talk show is punchline. Veteran talk show is more about the veterans on the show than the ones who watch it. An unorthodox version of therapy. They talk about things with each other they've never told anyone else, at least until now. Working to support sexual harassment victims, assault prevention, and stopping veteran suicide, they maintain a resources page on the website, including... Richard Kaufman, who we've had on the show, his book, A Hero's Journey. Come watch the organized chaos at www.veterantalkshow.com or facebook.com forward slash veteran talk show. Telling you right now, whether you are a veteran or not, you need to go check them out. Within three seconds, I was and Ryan, throwing up by puking Ryan so wipes standing up. Yeah. I'm going to bring it up every he, time. He's a standard he, wiper. He's a standard wiper. Shame. Fucking for weirdo. shame. For shame. <laughs> All seven and, foot tall, you bastards. <laughs> our last uh, sponsor for this episode is Pirates Coast Realty Group with Wendy Johnson. If you're buying, selling, or leasing in the Texas Coastal Bend, give Wendy the Pirate Girl a call and she will find your treasure. Whether you're looking to find your dream home on the beach or a buccaneer to buy your empty crow's nest, Pirates Coast Realty Group gets you the gold. You can find her at facebook.com slash that pirate girl. Uh, that pirate girl 247 that's that pirate girl 247 at gmail.com or you can give her a call at 
1-800-242-2048. And that is the smoothest we've ever gotten through the sponsors. It only took 20 fucking episodes, but we got it. Yeah. Winning at life, people. Just saying. So without further ado, we are going to bring on our guest, Miss Megan Trapp. Welcome. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I was going to say, hey, it went smoothly because you're drinking the wine. That's why. Yeah. yeah. And because we're pregame. Everything's smoother with wine. <laughs> Anytime Jade. we pregame, it goes a little bit better. JD's jiggly bits and everything. They're all no, smoother no, no. with they're wine. They're not jiggly bits. <laughs> they're they're jiggly. dangly bits. Oh, they're jiggly too. They're jiggly bits. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, my, my belly's jiggly, but those are dangly. Yeah, they they, they so. both fit that both of those categories. <laughs> but I but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> so um, everybody, I do see y'all's comments that are that are questioning it. I thank you for doing what you were told to do and go to uh, Faceyard face Faceyard Faceyard Streamyard dot com slash Facebook. Wrong with you. I don't, I don't fucking know. The wine gives them a stroke. <laughs> now <that they're> just <laughs> so. So, uh, Megan, uh, I'm just going to do a little intro and then I'll let you do everything else after that. But you're an Air Force veteran. You were a firefighter. Um, you are, I can't remember what the letters are, but you're a master at something and I'll let you deal with that. <laughs> and <laughs> this is your three minutes to brag about yourself, so, yeah. Megan. Tell us awesome. all about yourself in a nutshell. Here you go. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I am super excited to be here with you guys. Um, yeah. So I was a firefighter in Colorado before I joined the Air Force. And then when I joined the Air Force, continued that as a firefighter stationed in Italy, South Carolina, you know, been all over the world, loved what I did. And um, then I went to air vac. I was on an air medical evacuation crew. And after my, my assault and some things that happened in the military and unfortunate events, I found my way to NLP, became an NLP master practitioner. So very similar to what Tony Robbins does uh, very much mindset and growth and develop personal growth and development. So now I'm here. Here I am. <laughs> and then you're also a physical coach as well. Yes. Right? From what I yep. read, uh, which is where you got the name, the deadlift. Uh, deadlift. Yeah. So you, my you business started with, yes, I deadlifting is like my, it's my thing. Um, I've had some injuries like flare up with injuries in the last year, but my goal, my PR on deadlift is 350, but the end of this year, I am going to hit 400. That is my goal. Holy this crap. Year. <laughs> I can't even do three. <laughs> like 300 or just three? No, no, just three. <laughs> just three. I don't want to brag The bar. I worked out with 10 pound weights this morning. So <laughs> I think our goals are a little different. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm trying to cut weight. I'm, I'm, I'm losing, not bulking. <laughs> I'm losing. And when like, does that begin? The only time I'm bulking is when like, you see me eating Oreos. Like, I'm, I'm bulking. That's what it is. Oh I can eat what I want. Oh, my God. I swear to God, I knew I it was you. I knew it was you who ate my Oreos. You uh oh. Bitch. Uh oh. It happens. I wear, out. okay, look, I have lived on a diet for two stinking years. The one thing I have is Oreos hidden in a cabinet. For some reason, they keep going missing. Hey, I bought you the, the, you bought me the Walmart brand Oreos. And they Those were sugar free. Oh, they're sugar free. Were they like the gummy bears? <laughs> yeah. No, no, they were. Yeah. They were. They were horrible. They like, I, I think like they're still in the cabinet. You take Oreos and dirt, and you mix them together, and you bake them again. They're so bad, we can't even pawn them off on the kids. True. The kids. <laughs> the kids were like, "Oh, no thanks." <laughs> yeah, thanks. No. You know they're bad if they won't eat them. <laughs> exactly. Like, like, like I'll just crumble them on your ice cream. I don't want ice cream tonight. Like, oh shit, that's real bad. So, so what are you drinking tonight? What am I drinking? Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually mixing it up. I have 
coffee and one thing i don't know why i'm drinking coffee this late usually either because it's what 9 12 here and i'm like i'm gonna be up all night now because i'm drinking we were talking about coffee earlier right when we we're talking mm-hmm. about being in italy and cappuccinos and i was like mm, coffee so i added that to the mix yeah oh all right. I'm, I'm not and malbec because you can drink coffee and go to sleep yeah. i'm like i mean yeah, i feel you thank you if it's a good coffee a good quality coffee there's no way no, no not at all. Mm-mm. I don't care how nope. high your tolerance is. Yeah. The only exactly. the only one that gets me and and <laughs> this is a, a shameless plug because I actually I, I absolutely love his coffee, but uh third day coffee, uh Seguin. There's a high calf in there. There's like, a high calf that I, I can generally drink a full pot of coffee and I'm good to go. There's no it doesn't holy. even raise my blood pressure. <laughs> so I but this stuff it brews, it looks like tea. And does. I'm like, I thought I brewed it wrong. It does. And I drank two of the small, like eight ounce coffee mm-hmm. mugs like a regular coffee mug and i was like just shaking so, i thought i was like michael j fox i did a, a pre-workout i did the c4s i don't know if you've ever heard of them that stuff is so bad it's so, so bad for it you. is it's terrible it's awful so i drank one and went oh, to no, muay thai came home and drank the high calf coffee and i'm pretty sure i was moving so fast i could see myself walking past me she could okay. hear the colors <laughs> She's like, and then I went to the hospital because I was having a heart attack. No. I'm like, can I, am I supposed to be able to see my chest in my in my heart in my feet? Because it's weird. I know, I'm like the fact that you did C4, and then I'm like, that's yeah, yeah. I was like h- halfway through my coffee before I was like, my. You can't catch my breath. I drank, I drank two C4s yesterday. I was like, my heart two? felt like a hummingbird. Two. Are you crazy? Yeah. My body built some tolerance to that shit really quick. Yeah, we drink all of the bad stuff. Like, we drink all of the energy <laughs> drinks. We got stuck. One of our friends got us hooked on those ghost ones. So... They taste just like... Uh, what was that candy? The uh, Sour Patch Kids. Sour Patch Kids. They taste like Sour oh Patch my Kids. Gosh. Yeah, and, and air, uh, Sour Heads or whatever they are. They, they've got a sour watermelon wine. It's pretty good. I know, they're terrible for you. They got all this crap oh, yeah, in yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They yeah. do. They got so much shit. I won't tell you about some of the calls we've been on with people drinking, especially military members, where they're like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna chew and drink coffee and energy drinks. And I'm like, cool. And now you have to go to the hospital. <laughs> like, and, mean, and- they're like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm like, yeah, me neither. <laughs> well, your heart rate's going at 300, so that might be a problem. <laughs> Maybe it was odd, uh, the things you drank. <laughs> it's a way of life. It's, it's a way of life. You're not going to vagal out of that, dude. There's no fucking way. <laughs> when I was doing convoy security, I would you actually... Will, but you'll die. I would, I would Hold dip, your nose, bear down. <laughs> I, I would dip the coffee grinds from the MREs, just like tobacco, just... Right up oh. in my lip. Because that was the only way to stay awake. Holy oh shit. Dude. Well, yeah. If you're, yeah. If you're on convoys and you're, I get it. I mean, I've, you know, fire department, like you're working my first, my contract job. I think I worked 75 days straight in a row because there was no limit on us because we were so understaffed at the time. I mean, my paycheck was insane. My first paycheck, but I literally worked 75 days straight. Oh shit. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't wrong. That sounds like the medical (laughs) field right now. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I wasn't, you know, up that whole time, obviously, but still like, (laughs) was that that a contract? Was that a military contract or was that a a civilian contract? It was was a civilian contract, but I was able to, I got permission at the time I was um, with my guard unit. And so I I got permission to leave because obviously I had to take a year off and I went to the Marshall Mm -hmm. Islands and worked as a firefighter EMT down there and 
you know, it was awesome because I'm on this insanely beautiful island in the middle of nowhere, though. With so, so I'm only asking because I'm retarded. But where are the where are the Marshall Islands? So yeah, most people don't know actually. You know the Bikini Atoll. You know SpongeBob, like the Bikini Atoll. It's based off of that, like oh, the actual really? Bikini Atoll. Yeah. So it's so cool in- because. Oh, sorry. What's that? No, I was going to ask you. So you just want to work in the whole time? Did you get to enjoy it? No, I did. But I mean, when I was first, I mean, because you're firefighters and you get to work over time, you get more money. So my first, but my first two and a half months there, I did not take a day off because they were like, oh, you want overtime? I was like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) But on my days off, yes. Like I finally got, I mean, you can scuba dive. You have all the world, like all the sunken submarines there from World War II. There's so much history there. It's insane. And, um, you know, like just there's all the sites from where, I don't know if you've seen the movie Unbroken with the guy that is a Zamperini where he's. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. His plane crashed there and then they were taken hostage by the Japanese. And and so there was Marines that were beheaded on the island in World War II and then taken to. Yeah. So it's like. I need to watch that again. It's an amazing place to go to. It's absolutely incredible. But yeah, uh, pretty wild when you think about. There's just like crap thrown off the end of the island because in the 50s and 60s like there was no epa they just shoved it all in the ocean so there's like giant motors to submarines on the end of the island and i'm like it's it's even more recent than that because when i was (laughs) well yeah definitely more recent (laughs) i was like 13 or 14 years old i had the opportunity to do what's called a tiger cruise um where i actually got to ride on an aircraft carrier from hawaii to san diego it was seven days um and it's just it's the last leg of of the their deployment cruise whatever the fuck the navy people call it in those seven days by the way is when i decided i would never join the fucking navy <laughs> right. no no thank but, you i don't want to be on a ship like but that. we're in the middle of the ocean um between hawaii and san diego california and people they they actually have a time and a place where they're just dumping all this shit off the side like yeah. CD players Jesus and Jesus. and just whatever it is, just like didn't matter. Just whoop, there it goes. So right the in, on the Marshall Islands, are like, don't go to that side of the island. You'll get, you'll grow a tail or an extra toe or something. Well, what's insane <laughs> is that they're like, oh, it's safe, and I'm like, yeah, okay. Like I don't want to no. risk that. I'm sorry, but they were literally testing nukes and like, like hello, radiation everywhere, and then they claim it's safe. No. Yeah, there's no, no way. It's there's not no way. I mean, the whole world has this many birth defects, right? <laughs> You're like, yeah. we're not littering. We're creating, uh, uh, we're creating fake reefs. <laughs> right, right. You're like, well, my fish has legs, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, there's there's several people that they say if you do more than five years on that island, which a lot of them do, and they actually like. There's some weird people down there where I'm like, you should probably go back to civilization because oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, because you're literally in the middle of nowhere. We don't even have vehicles. You ride a bicycle everywhere on that island. The only vehicles were our fire trucks and like a couple police cars. That There's actually sounds there. like fun, though. It <laughs> is fun, but like you go crazy after a while. I was like, get me off this island. <laughs> Vote me off the island. Put my lamp out. Like, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, we uh. On the way, I can't remember which. I think it was when we were going to Kosovo. I think it was that one where we landed in the Azores for uh, refuel and restocking everything like that, and we were taxing to take off. And as it's turning, the front landing gear breaks, and the whole front of the the oh my gosh. so C one seventeen that's supposed to have three legs is is riding on two. 
So so we had we had a nice little vacation in the Azores, and that was it was absolutely gorgeous there. I mean, it was it, it was a blessing that our piece of shit plane broke down because I got right. tired. Because Babe, it broke down on the ground. That that would have had a completely different ending if it broke down like. Like, oh! lo- like, like lost. He's like, actually, yeah, actually, coming back from that same deployment, uh, when we're leaving country, the the C one thirty that we're riding on the back hatch wouldn't close all the way. Oh shit! So it was open a couple of feet the whole ride <laughs> to Germany. So you're gonna and have we're to flying at like lost. half speed and and half altitude. Everybody wear your time. parachutes. I'm not saying you're gonna <laughs> need them. I'm just saying wear them. <laughs> wait, wait, oh, you man. had a parachute? Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have parachutes. <laughs> like, sure. There was no parachutes. Like we're he out. Was holding we're onto out. a rope. There's no parachutes. Hold on to the rope. Okay. <laughs> it's the line for you know jumping out the back, like the truth, whatever the hell. Yes. <laughs> He's got one hand on it. I'm alive. <laughs> so every C-130 on this planet can suck Sucks. my dangly bits. Yeah, we are. That's what our except except for air- Fat Albert. Fat Albert Fat is Albert. fucking rad. Have you seen Fat Albert? Fat Albert has uh, rockets attached to the side of it, so it can do a completely vertical launch where it's going like this, and it goes straight up 90 degrees. <laughs> it has like four rockets on either side, and it has like a mini guns attached to the sides. How would I see that? <laughs> He's like, have you seen that? Yeah. No, I've seen some pretty, oh. I would say between fire department and air vac, I've seen some pretty insane aircraft. And yeah, some of those things you're just like, <laughs> cool stuff. You're like taking it home with me. Yeah, so right. Said, like, oh, <laughs> Gotta lock my airplane. <laughs> so you said you were in Italy at one point, right? Oh man, yes. That was my first my first duty station right out of tech school. I got Aviano Air Base Italy. So, Dang. so did you go to, to did you go in like right out of high school? So you were like 18, 19 when you got no, there? No. Nope. I joined I was a firefighter for three years before I joined really late. I was actually like at the time, cutoff duty, cutoff age for active duty in the Air Force was 28, and I came in at 27 and a half. So oh, you like, were you were ancient by basic like, training old. standards. Yeah. <laughs> right. So like, in fact, so, that was so, like the running joke. They're like, "Trap, you're so old, and you're a girl." But my you, I was only female, so I'm like, "Okay, well, why aren't you kicking my ass out here?" And I'm making you guys look ridiculous. And if I'm so old and so weak, like, yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's the most fucked up thing you did in Italy? <laughs> oh, you're man. out now you're out now <laughs> yeah oh, tell us one no i'm just, I'm just kidding come on like, tell us your eat pray like, love crazy bitch stories we want to hear like bad or like crazy like wild like wild all the above. Go wild or just bad man, I, 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 I have, tell us bad what, what comes I have to mind several stories like okay so you have to understand clubs in europe and italy are open till six seven a.m at least so you're coming from, you know, here we are Americans, right? So me and me and all the guys, me and all the single guys are always party together. I mean, sometimes the married guys would come with us if they go out, but usually it's all the single firefighters on our shift. And we were, we were wild. As hard as we worked, we played even harder because, you know, firefighters, that, right? So my dad's like a firefighter. So yeah, I get so it. You know what yeah. I'm so we oh, would, yeah. <laughs> every weekend we'd like, it was like how literally the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different outcome. Yeah. Because <laughs> we had, we rent, we all pitched in and we rented a beach house every summer. So me and all the single guys were like, yeah, man, we're going to have this. And the beach was like 45 minutes from Aviano. So we rent this sweet ass apartment slash beach house from May to October. Oh, and cool. yeah. 
stupid because oh, we're, we're like up there. We would literally get off shift at eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. 8 a.m. So people always thought we were like the biggest alcoholics. I'm like, do you have a beer after you get off work? Do you have a drink? They're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, you get off at four, five o'clock. Just because we got off at eight o'clock and we're drinking doesn't mean that we're alcoholics. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. worked maids my entire time. I was about to say, I worked, I yeah. worked nights for 12. Or yeah, we were at the class six at yeah. 30 in the morning and getting a case of beer. Right. Margaritas in the morning. Yeah, heck yeah. Yes. Margarita mornings. I love it. So we would yeah. like, we'd like, okay, go to the shop at, or no, we'd, we'd go home. We'd say, all right, meet back at the shop at, at you know, what, like nine, 10 o'clock, depending upon. All right, meet back here. We'll get all our shit and we'll drive up to the beach house. And that's that's what we did. So we'd get all our crap, load it up, go to the beach house. And we would just literally drink all day on the beach. And then we'd go back to the beach house, get ready and go to dinner or whatever, and then go out for the night. So we'd like pregame at like 7 p.m. Because we're Americans, right? That's like 7, 8 p.m. where you're like, yeah, okay, let's have some drinks. Well, the clubs there don't open till like midnight. So, oh, don't wow. open oh, shit. No. so you're like all right let's pregame for four hours cool you know shit. no i would only pregame so, i can't hang like that anymore i'll be tired would, for like seven days after that but yeah mm. and that was every weekend we'd party till like six in the morning then we'd show up to freaking work we'd have to work at 24 we'd roll into roll call and it, you know you're not supposed to drink within eight hours of duty oh yeah. you oh, didn't yeah. You I was it. armed, yeah. Oh. I never, we never drank. Never, like, no. you would never do that. <laughs> and then we'd be doing. Then we'd be doing. They're like, you know, Saturdays especially. They're like, all right, we're gonna do a structural drill on the dorms across the street, and we're like, oh, dude. So we uh, we we train like real. I mean, bu- full bunker gear. We're pulling hoses, dummies, everything. I mean, we are like running around like a bunch of crazy people. These assholes are sleeping. These kids are passed out. You know, because they're in the dorms and we're like jacking shit up, you know. <laughs> and I mean, get done at the exercise. I see some of my brother firefighters, they'd like pull off their stuff and they'd be puking all over the grass. And just- yeah, I was about to say I'd be puking. Yeah. I'm so glad that, that I, I met you when I did because I had no skill at pulling hose. <laughs> Liar. So stupid. <laughs> uh, we actually have a question for you from somebody. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, Chaz asks, uh, how do you keep people you're training in the groove with all the distraction- distractions of life? Okay, that's a good question. Ooh, so, that is a deep, does he mean Chaz. Training. So is he talking more like physical, like in the no. gym or... He's probably... Well, cover, cover talking, the both of the... Talking the, about the mental and the physical. Mental, yeah, okay. I mean, it's all kind of one, right? Yeah. So it's very true. Cause you have, you know, an NLP, we have what's called the pillars of life. You got physical, mental, spiritual, emotional. Yeah. yeah. They're all tied in. So really for let's, let's, we'll dress, I'll dress physical first, like gym, nutrition, all of that. Cause it, t- it ties in. Um, the biggest thing, and I hear that a lot. I always heard that a lot when I was training and even for myself, right? Like there's some days where you're just like, man, I really don't want to go to the gym or I don't want to train. What do I want to do? I just want to, I could watch Netflix, you know, <laughs> right? Netflix and chill. <laughs> Netflix and chill. To me, it's always what's going to be the, co- not, I don't like to say consequence because then you kind of put yourself in an either or, but what's going to be the outcome if I don't go? Like how, what am I, what am I sacrificing if I'm not going? And what is that? Like, I want 
this is my goal. That means I have to do whatever it takes to get to that goal. Whether it's like, like for me hitting 400 on a deadlift, right? Well, I know that I have to be in their training. I have to be doing certain stuff. So I can't sacrifice that. And if I do, then yeah, the the result is not going to be my end goal and hitting that goal that I am achieving or that I want to achieve. So I, I like to do an NLP. I've actually, this is amazing because I've learned so many techniques on how to be highly motivated and how to do self-hypnosis and meditation. So it comes with that stuff too, like really learning how to, to develop your mind and knowing what is going to keep you, keep that fire lit under you, you know, keep that motivation of, okay, what do I have to go do and accomplish it to reach my goal? Because without it, it's easy. Even me as a coach, I, I'm easy. It's easy for me to procrastinate because then I'm like, I'm going to avoid this. I don't want to do that. I'd rather, you know, I'm going to go to the post office or like I said, watch Netflix. You know? so, yeah. well, I want really, the damn cheeseburger. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, our The gym that we go to actually shut down for a few weeks because uh, the owner and one of the coaches uh, caught the COVID. So they, oh, they shut everything man. down just they didn't have to, they just did it so they could sterilize everything, that's sanitize it, yeah, everything. Yeah, just, that's cool. um, there were a couple other people that weren't feeling 100%. So they're like, hey, everybody just take, you know, a week and a half off and we'll come back. So, mm-hmm. of course, when you don't have the gym to go to, you start just watching Netflix. Okay, look. Shit. So, let me finish this. Yeah, but this is the thing. He got on to me the other day because I was like, well, I got to go to bed. I know it's 830, but I got to go to bed because I want to wake up at 430 or four and wake up and work out before I go to work. Yep. And he's just like, yeah, I'm not fucking doing that. I'm like, yeah, but I have goals and I'm going to reach my mother freaking goals. That's what's going to happen. And four sucks. I don't care why you have to wake up at four o'clock in the freaking morning. It blows. <laughs> it I can't do blow. anything at four a.m. Okay, I blows. can't. After the military, I'm like hell no. I Unless I'm still awake at four a.m., there's nothing that's gonna happen. But, but I, I got goals. But what I ended up doing is uh, my oldest son is is a uh, he's in eighth grade. He plays football and he was trying to get back in shape because he took the whole summer off and didn't do shit. So <laughs> what we did is we were we were just playing movies on Netflix or Prime, and I've got a boxing timer on my phone. So nice. we do like okay. three or four minute circuits with one minute breaks between with various exercises. So we're watching a movie, still doing the, the whole Netflix lazy thing, but working out while being right. entertained. So it was something to, to at least do some kind of physical shit because, yeah, I was becoming a fat ass real quick. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I, I like that you bring that up because, it, yeah, like, I mean, I think all of us got impacted. I mean, well, I don't know anyone who hasn't been impacted by COVID, right? Especially when shit shut down. It was like... <laughs> what am I going to do? I'm going to go crazy. And it was, I mean, yeah. I, I could, there was, there was, there was a couple days and a couple times when I'm like, Oh, you know, I don't have the, I don't have a, a squat rack and I don't have this, you know, like, <laughs> right. I mean, it's, yeah, that's what you, yeah. or you want that, but it's like, okay, well, I can either make excuses as to why I don't have the equipment that I want, or I can just go knock that shit out and get it done. Can, so using whatever you can use. I mean, I use my weight vest for, for stuff. And I was using a couch and like doing dips. And I mean, you can literally find you. anything to do in your house. And then I was filming it because I'm like, if everyone, if there's people out there that are struggling like me, then maybe this will help them. Like finding, you can literally find anything in your house to use it. Even if it's just, even if you have to resort to calisthenics, that's still being physical or you're getting outside and hiking, you know, being from Colorado is always outdoors, like go outside, go for a walk, yeah. be in the fresh air. So yeah, you just have to really, you have to ask yourself what's more important. What's your, 
what's the racket in the story that you're telling yourself? Like, well, I don't have this, so I'm not going to work out, you know? (laughs) Well, and that's our gym, our other gym. We were a part of like one of those commercial gyms or whatever. It shut down because of COVID. So I got beach body that I can do from home. Yeah, a lot of them had the apps. And then and so I canceled my gym membership. And it's so much cheaper. Like it taught you, you can do this at home. Like, and then I don't have to go home and shower afterwards. I can do it in my living room. (laughs) <laughs> and we, it turns out we already had enough weights to at least start us off. And then as we could, we yeah. bought other. Yeah. Cause we've got from like two pound to 25 pound uh, dumbbells. Nice. And then we've got the, the different bands with different weight. Uh, oh, the resistance. resistance bands. Yeah. Okay. Look, and then, and my then your ass jump ropes is on fire. I got one of those, those, uh, what is it called? The peach ones that's supposed to like help with your the booty. booty. So it's the booty, booty bands. Yeah. Yes. Bands. So it's not even elastic. It's like cloth with like um um hell underneath it. So then you're trying <laughs> to like do these like fire hydrants where you're hiking your leg up and like extending your leg and you're like, mother of like yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking shit. And so my ass, like, okay, I have a big ass. It better be defined <laughs> as hell after that because that was. I had two booty well, you, days. You lost all that weight when you started working out. And I swear to Christ, if you lose that ass, we're going to have marital problems. <laughs> I'm not trying to lose the ass. I'm trying to tone and lift that ass. That's what I'm trying to do. We got uh, we got Chaz saying that, that during when everything was shut down, he was golfing a nice. lot. Yeah. Um, I, want, got Dolfo. I want my ass to... Yeah, find a way to find a way to stay active, right? Yeah. Just get Dolfo says he picked up uh, disc golf, which is uh, in his words, it's like hiking with a purpose. Hey, baby. I have not done get disc golf, but I've heard it. I oh, haven't me neither. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I, know. Hey, I, want, I can't throw shit. I want my ass to be so so high. You you need a balcony to look off of it. <laughs> but, you're, but you're short. <laughs> but you're short. <laughs> well, it'll be it'll be high to midgets. Okay. Maybe I'll have like a champagne glass or something like that. Uh, Ho bag. What's her name? Did <laughs> Ho bag Kim Kardashian? Oh, uh, that, is that is that her name? <laughs> Ho bag Kardashian. Ho bag Kardashian. Yeah, yeah. Kardashian is is Italian for ho bag. Armenian. Armenian for ho bag. No, no, no. No, it's Italian. 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 Oh my god. It's Armenian for ho bag. So you you said you're from uh you're from Colorado originally, right? Is what you said? Yes. Yeah. And and from whereabouts? So Littleton, most people don't know where, well, some people know where that's at. Basically, it's just, it's 20 minutes southwest of Denver, just the the suburbs of Denver, right on the west, western front. So when you say suburb, is it like you just go through a stoplight and you're from Denver to Littleton? Or is there, is there an <laughs> yeah, actual? Except, except Denver has like the worst traffic in the country now. So it takes you like yeah. two hours to go 20, 20 minutes. A 20 minute drive takes you like two hours. Like, oh, no, that's bad. Corpus too. Because <laughs> it's no, no, no. Bad. Corpus is just bad drivers. It's okay. bad when you have people from California coming there telling you how bad your traffic is. You oh, wow. Uh, no. no, no Corpus I went through LA one boring. time. They can't talk. <laughs> no, Corpus is like the equivalent of, of a 30 year sober AA member because it's always working on itself. <laughs> And the roads, every fucking road is under construction at some point. It's very valid. Very like, valid. And no one a, knows how to drive. They don't. Yeah. It's like they, they open I, up a Cracker Jack box and they're like, oh, there's a driver's license in here. 
I will say that. Yeah. Being in Texas, I'm like, these people cannot drive for shit. Like everyone, <laughs> it's Texas. Everyone thinks it they is. own the fucking place. Yeah. So all the cities, like, my yeah. road. The, the cities of Texas are horrible. If, you, if you're in like the, most of the rural towns, that's they're probably better. much better there yeah. because yeah. that's when everybody still does the, the two finger wave from the uh, steering wheel. Yeah. <laughs> right. so, Every, everybody you pass gets the two finger wave while you're and, and if you know them if you know them they get the whole hand <laughs> so yeah it's a two finger wave hey what's up and then it's hey babe just hey. like just like the head nods Dolphin. i acknowledge your existence what's up bitch you know there's there's differences there's difference right. dolfo brings up uh he said try houston talking about yeah. the traffic yeah. and oh. um I no, ride. Dallas. I ride. No, I ride motorcycles, and and I've had forever, and and I have a, a get back whip, which is that dangly bits that hang off the the handlebars up front. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, streamers, no, that you, was you Houston. Had me at dangly bits. <laughs> Houston was the only place that I've actually ever used that get back whip on a vehicle because it kept encroaching on me and I was scared. I would speed up. They would speed yeah. up. I'd slow down. They would slow down. But you haven't driven through Dallas on a motorcycle. Those people are terrible. Oh, Dallas that's, that's by design. the absolute that's worst place to drive in the entire world. I'm absolutely convinced. Dallas, you I, suck. I will say after living in Italy, I, I actually picked up horrid driving habits because those people are straight up psychotic. Like they like don't driving on the left side of it. Do they drive on the left there? No, they drive on the right side. They just don't. They don't pay attention to the laws. They don't care. <laughs> Like but there's a there's a two, like it's like one way one direction and two, they'll drive right in the middle if you if they're if, oh hell they're yeah just like, they so they're part of Texas stop signs <laughs> <laughs> and I was going I was on the auto so I had my car shipped over there okay and I'm driving on the Autostrada which is like the Autobahn but it's in Italy so it's Autostrada and I was going a hundred miles an hour and this Audi flew past me like I was standing still and I was like. <laughs> What? What? Oh, yeah, <laughs> what I drove the Autobahn. Like, I have a governor on my vehicle. I can't drive him. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I can't in Texas. Cool. <laughs> my, my Fiat only does 58. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> speaking, speaking of, of, of vehicles, uh, speed limits, this stupid movie trivia for you. The uh, DeLorean, which everybody knows oh, yes. is, is a time machine. Um, it can't go 80, can it? The DeLorean... Uh, off the off the uh, manufacturing floor could not do 88 miles an hour. So for the movie, they had to make a new speedometer what? for it specifically because it could not go that fast. Why? That hilarious. It, why? What? Because the DeLorean is a piece of shit, and that's why it was out of business before the movie was even launched. <laughs> so you're telling me that the movie was just about increasing the likeness of a DeLorean? What the? <laughs> How much money did DeLorean have to pay them? No, DeLorean right. was out of business. To it was lie. The, Well, the DeLorean replaced a refrigerator as the time machine. In the original script, a refrigerator oh was God. supposed to be the time machine. A refrigerator. Good for you, DeLorean. You're one step up from the fridge. Yeah, and now and now after they they went bankrupt, they have one of the most <laughs> recognizable cars in in, in automobile yeah, history. It's a, it's a DeLorean. It's the mother freaking yeah. DeLorean, man. Yeah, thanks, Michael J. Fox. Thanks, thanks Dr. Michael Brown. So, as it, as it, since we're on the subject of DeLoreans, a uh, hundred million years ago, when I was a, a a very green, very new respiratory therapist working in a NICU, mm -hmm. my manager came down and was like, "Yeah, two days ago, this happened, and that shouldn't have happened." 
Okay. Well, situation dictated that we had a code going on. I couldn't take care of what you wanted me to take care of. Can't do it. Well, you need to do it. Like today, it's already done. No, it needed to be done two days ago. You want me to get a time machine and and do it two days ago? (laughs) I can't do that. So we were joking around about it afterwards. Like, where's a DeLorean when you need one? So one of the nurses gets on the intercom through the hospital and goes... Dr. Emmett Brown and Nikki, please. Dr. <laughs> Emmett Brown. And our neonatologist comes running in. Who the fuck is Dr. Emmett Brown? <laughs> we are just in the NICU at the nurse's station dying, laughing, dying. We're like, oh my gosh. Oh that my is God. hilarious He's- because I have a similar story, but a little bit. So, you know, JD, I'm sure you know, like when you get new people in the military, especially new airmen, you you mess with them so you pull all. No, the hazing oh is wrong God, and hazing yeah. is not okay. Shut up! No, this is. I would fun. never this participate in any of that. Children when they're born, like don't he listen. <laughs> so you know, being firefighters, of course, they we they all. I mean, you're talking about people would ask me what it was like working in a fire station as the only female. I'm like, it's like babysitting grown men. Yeah, it's like working but, in a daycare. Oh, and the probies? Forget it. I think any job with grown men is like babysitting grown men. Yeah, and Trust literally, me, I'm a grown they, man. They all get together and then they get stupid and they get they act like girls. They're like giggling and like ah, you know, like, stupid shit, right? Because they're bored and they're like, oh, let's see. And it was always they always mess with me. Let's see what we can do to trap today. Yeah, let's piss her off. You know, like it was just anyway. So. They are always pulling jokes and pranks. That is like the highlight of being a firefighter, right? <laughs> and so we'd get the new airmen in and we would just, they don't know shit about shit. I mean, they literally have been in the Air Force for like five seconds. So they'd come in and we're like, hey, man, why don't you go out? We'd like pick a crash truck. We'd be like, go out to crash 23 and look for the flux capacitor. <laughs> I said that to the blonde <laughs> kid. And this guy looked at me and one of my staff sergeants and he literally was like, <laughs> What's a flux capacitor? And I'm like, what? You don't know what? And I'm like, Doc Brown, Marty McFly. What? Seriously? Right? Like, I was like, out. Get out now. Don't ever come back. Like, you're what, never. And he was Did, like, tell her about the phalanges. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was a uh, uh, SP in the Air Force, and we had a good working relationship with with. The firefighters there because yeah. we were both equally in the suck as far as yeah. stateside <laughs> right. shit yeah. goes, and and you know like we would we would take our our jeeps or the new guys over to the 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 fire station and they would yeah. get handcuffed to the pole and get <laughs> um water hosed from one of the from one of the trucks Tell her the phalanges and then once they're that, once they were gun? soaked. So Once they, they were soaked, then on? they would get covered with flour and eggs oh, yeah, and mustard all and all like other that. shit like that. Well, another thing we would do is when they were on shift, we would send them over and be like, hey, you need to go to the fire department and talk to uh, whoever the uh, on-duty Station EMT captain. is or paramedic oh. is and get um, fallopian tubes for your first aid <laughs> kit. And no. they would go and ask for fallopian <laughs> tubes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and... Uh, you're like even you, there were even females like, there were oh, even females, females that fell for this so does that what i know right i'm like 
Women, you're giving us a bad name. So did, apparently, did if you have between one and, and if you have between zero and two stripes. You had stripes, a bad mother if you don't know what fallopian tubes are. Did you not take health class? That's what I said. Did you not take sex ed? Like, are these? Yeah, right. Uh, they might have taken it, but I mean, no, no child like, left behind, right? <laughs> just kidding. They're too busy like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like uh, writing us their friends. Oh, well, of course, now they text. I, I was in the land of texting in high school. Yeah. So whatever. I had a pager in high school. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Oh. I, I thought I it was know. cool as shit. Because, <laughs> I thought it was cool as shit because I had a custom airbrushed paint job on my pager. Yeah. Like, me too. Like the cool cases you can put on. Yeah. Like, Ooh, you know. <laughs> I didn't have a pager. <laughs> so sad. People are like, you're ancient. I'm like, yeah. No, but pagers <laughs> had so much value at one no. point that I actually traded a pager for a guitar. Uh, our niece <laughs> stayed with us for off and on for, for years. She would come stay with us for a couple months here and there, you know. So she said something. It's just like, oh, my boyfriend's calling. I'm like, dude, telling him he's like, tell him he's using up your minutes. And she goes, excuse me. <laughs> I'm like, he's burning through your minutes, girl. And she goes, Oh my god. We don't <laughs> we don't buy minutes anymore, Aunt Cat. And I was like, oh well tell him to call you after seven when it's free. I don't fucking know. Like, damn it. <laughs> fuck y'all. Like, fuck you that, young kids and your that was a thing. fucking minute. I remember, yep. Yeah, Please I remember like can you call me later? Because yeah, it's not free till seven p.m. Like, yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna text me, you better get the whole yes. fucking yes. conversation in one text. Seven texts a month. Don't use this shit. Seven sister text. uses seven texts for one paragraph. I'm like, bitch. My sister is <laughs> my sister is the worst. I love my sister to death, Kathy. If you're watching, I love you, but we you are the worst you. about you suck at texting. You you. I, I think she she only sends one sentence at a time. Yeah. Even if it could be texted, there's one so like see, nine thousand. If so you like, want to see what an ad ADD brain looks like, because sometimes her texts come like not in consecutive order. It looks all like out of order. God, I'm gonna have to decipher this. Where's Tom Hanks? <laughs> I see Mark, people, Mark says you you had a pager. I had a stone <laughs> tablet. <laughs> Chiseling, like <laughs> he's like he goes new tablet who dis <laughs> it takes him like 20, 20 minutes to chisel it out of the you know. new stone who dis <laughs> that's good he that's chisels good. his dick on it. <laughs> 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 He's like, it's perspective because it's on a tablet. <laughs> it's zoomed in. Yes. Yes. I zoomed in on it. Cat? Yes. Yes, my love. Yes, my love. I love you. <laughs> Did you marry out of your league, sweetheart? Oh, yeah. This is the first time I've said that. I wore this shirt for you. Because I didn't even see what shirt are you wearing? It says always on vacation, but I'm never on vacation because I work all the time because I work in the medical field and it's fucking <laughs> right. COVID. So right. I didn't know that it was going to come, that I was sitting so high. So I thought it was going to say always on. <laughs> and I was like, oh, JD would be like, yeah, she is. But never mind. The vacation wound up showing up. I'll tuck it in my under boob here. Let me just. I think the only problem I have with the live streams and, and, and the, uh, 
the the comments is there's such a delay. There but, is. But so Mark is said there. it only took him two seconds to draw it. <laughs> <laughs> two seconds. Good, good for you, Mark. <laughs> it's like good for you. So real, okay, so real quick, while everybody is catching their <laughs> breath, I have to make this announcement, um, especially for anybody that is in or around the Corpus Christi area. Um, I'm. It was made official yesterday. Uh, Deepwater Productions and um, Impact releasing Vetflix, along with this podcast, have Sat worked our asses off to uh, bring a pre-theatrical release of Narco Sub the movie um, to Aranda's Pass, the movie theater there. Uh, Movies Inc. It's locally owned. The owner's father was a World War II vet, and they actually have a World War II bomber fuselage in the theater it's fucking amazing i saw it today it is so cool but they have covered the cost of all the tickets the popcorn and sodas so it's going to be a free event for any veteran in the area we're also getting um veteran representation from multiple organizations to show up there um from the texas workforce commission to help unemployed vets find jobs there's a lot of, of preference jobs out there for you guys um mental health physical health um, education benefits. There's going to be people there for those um, as well as other local organizations like the Iraq Afghanistan Veterans Organization is going to be there. Uh, those guys are mainly about just drinking beer. Jamie bought a and- suit jacket because he wants to do it like an honest to goodness, like freaking movie premiere. I get to see my husband in a suit for the first time since oh, our yeah. wedding. So oh, don't yeah. y'all fucking ruin it for me. It's a, it's a nice fucking jacket too. And, <laughs> but uh, Narco sub the movie was, um, it wasn't completely veteran made, but there was a lot of veteran hands involved with it from writing, directing, some of the actors, um, everything else like that. I'm going to play you guys a trailer real quick. And when we come back, we're going to have new wine in our uh, glasses that we're going to tell you about, too. So uh, check out this trailer. Don't go anywhere. The cartel employs what I'm calling now an act of evil, which is the worst kind of scumbags, worst kind of people. Sexual slavery, torture, rape, and forced prostitution. You get the picture, right? An exemplary man. A one-of-a-kind soldier. A faithful husband and caring father. Is that enough to keep him from helping a deadly Colombian drug cartel? What's wrong? Rebecca. If you want to see him alive again, there's a fan. Get in it. Your husband. Take me to my family. Is he a smart man? I don't expect you to make this delivery. And if I don't? Your wife, your kid, you will watch them die. Starring Tom Sizemore. Bruce Stryker is an artist, and blood is his paint, and the cartel is his canvas. Robert Lasardo. Let's see if I can adjust your perception in terms of who I really am. And introducing Tom Vera. But let me get one thing straight. I will do anything for my family. And if you get in my way, I will kill you. Daddy can save us. 
do whatever it takes to come get us. And do you know why? Because we're family. Will a man become a criminal to save his family? Narco Sub Rated R. All right, so that was the trailer for Narco Sub. Um, it'll be at two o'clock at the Movies Inc. Theater in Aransas Pass on Saturday, August twenty eighth. Um, yes. They are shutting down the entire theater for veterans for this. Just like for this us. is the only movie that's going to be showing. There are it is flipping free, y'all. Doing, and I veterans love free shit. Yeah, we do love free shit, which leads me kind of to oh. um up up wine. Oh, yeah, we got to talk about this wine this real quick. This is uh, the Fiesta Winery. It's called Texas Well Water Wine. All right, let it, let's get Megan right. back on the screen so that we're not leaving her out. Oh, that tastes so different after having that other one. Mm. It's like, it's like <laughs> going from one sips. beer. Take a few sips. Oh, it tastes good. It tastes... Um, it's like a pixie stick. A pixie stick. Mm. Try it again. No, sippy, sippy. I'm trying to think what it tastes like. She's just trying to get in the ground. <laughs> I'm in... Did you swirl it? Did you sniff it? No, right. did you do the it. official? Nope. <laughs> oh, the aromatic odor. I'm not getting drunk. I'm sampling and it's fucking classy, you <laughs> dick. So we went to, uh, there's this winery that's right down the road in Refurio. It's like between Refurio and Goliad, Texas. And it's called Texas Southwind. And they make a, a few wines that I, of course, love. They're like fruit based. They get all their fruit from Washington uh, State. It's Nice. Freaking amazing. So we get this sampler platter and JD's sitting there like, I'm fucking, I, I'm fucking classy. I'm like, fucking <laughs> all these motherfucking wines. As he's like, fuck is every other word. And I'm like, you just took the classy out of it. And it so apparently in her inner monologue and her outer monologue, I'm like white Sam Jackson because I'm motherfucking this and motherfucking white that. That's exactly what you are. You're white chocolate. Oh, yeah, because I'm none of the color, but all the flavor. <laughs> Jesus, that's horrible. This is so, a motherfucking good wine. So, uh, as, if anybody that's ever watched this show before knows that we do a few things every single episode, and we're going to go ahead and jump into this one, the unpopular opinion. That's where we discuss uh, our unpop-pop. Unpop. And then uh, get your opinions on it, the people that are watching. Um Put in the comments if you agree, disagree, and why. Let Megan, Megan go we're first. gonna let you. Megan, do you have one? <laughs> of oh yeah, I'm probably gonna make a lot of people mad with this one. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I love it. Do it. <laughs> well, I know we discussed this earlier with you guys, and for me, I think rum whiskey. I don't know. I really haven't had much scotch, but from what I tasted, I think it's shit. Like I think it's awful tasting, and I just. I don't react to it well. Like, I get really violent on that stuff, so. And uh, go Probably fuck yourself. Thing. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. <laughs> no, We're no, out of here. No, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, and you're cool, because I don't like scotch either. Scotch can go suck its wrinkles. There, there's <laughs> only certain Jiggly. scotches I can enjoy. And, and yeah. Like, I've tried it with mixed drinks. I've tried, it's just, I don't know. I don't scotch know is, is like, like the jiggly bits of whiskey. Although... <laughs> I can fit them in one hand. <laughs> Although I would say what's even worse than that, actually, that I just thought of is gin. Who the fuck? I'm not oh, exactly. Who gin drinks gin? I think gin is the only of the main eight liquors 
that that are in a well at any given time that we <laughs> have not had on this show. Then we won't. Gross. So I literally, I had a bad day. And if I have an extremely bad day, I drink martinis, which I had a few the other night. And You're I like want eight. to have waking up hungover for church. So I'm like, <laughs> eight, oh, eight. shit. I'm like, felt the shaker a couple of times. Anyway, but someone, <laughs> the waiter goes, oh, you wanted a gin martini, right? And I was like, Ew. You shut your dirty whore mouth. I don't want a gin martini. Like you I didn't even know gin martinis were a thing. That's yeah. Disgusting. I'm like yeah, yeah. You have gin- to specify martinis vodka are or vodka. Gin. Like uh, I've never, no, never had. Yeah, asked me if no. I want a gin you dumbass. No. no, go back no. there, get the vodka, and shut your you mouth. You say martini, and people just bring you vodka with all exactly. This, you know? <laughs> and I was like, I want it like super slap your mama dirty with a little bit of sweet vermouth. Like I've got a way. I like it. Right. Like, I, I would rather I want it to like, and then like shove its fist up your mom. Like that's how dirty I want it. I would rather drink lumpy milk <laughs> out of a hobo's butt crack than sip on gin. Oh my gosh. I just wanted everybody to have that visual. On you next are week's welcome. episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gin is disgusting. Like it is. It is gross. No, thank you. You know, and it was so, always like in Scotch, I, I do Scotch I do feel personally to that. I yes. do feel personally attacked though, because whiskey and rum are like my two that's what it, most guys whiskey, I know. Most guys rum. they're like but, but more spice like, rum than regular rum. Oh, I can't because do. when they I, scratch I their balls and smell their hand, it says "drink more whiskey," and they think they have to or something. Is that how? I don't it works, know. Man? I don't. I don't get yes. the appeal. Yes, my my it. my ball sweat <laughs> talks to me, and, and <laughs> it, it whispers sweet nothings about. It talks to me too. Jesus. It says. Well, we can have sex, but you're going to get some of this Fomundo on you. <laughs> and I'm like, no. <laughs> the, the ligma? <laughs> yeah, ligma nuts. <laughs> so what is your unpop op, cat? All right. I'm about to make some women mad. Oh, yay. Oh, oh you're 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 going to talk? Because that's, okay. that's all I do. <laughs> it pisses them off. <laughs> Just me. Uh, no. <laughs> Look. Feminists out there, I have, (laughs) feminists are the biggest judgy bitches in the entire world. They judge other women. They blame men for a lot of stuff, but they also blame women too. Why are you dressing like a slut? If I want to be a hoe, that's my right. I'm a woman. Let me fucking be me. And two, you don't speak for all women. Okay. Don't say all women are offended by men doing this. Bitch, no. no. You're fucking sensitive. <laughs> Grow a sack. Get over it. Get your big girl panties on. Feminist, I can't. I'm up to here with you, man. I'm up to here with <laughs> you. I'm all about women's rights. I'm all about supporting women, but I'm about supporting women. I'm about backing them. You want to be a, a, a sugar baby? Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. You do you, woman. You do you. You know, it's not my life. It's not my choices. But my sins are different than yours, but it doesn't make me less. It doesn't make you less. I am all about supporting and empowering women. I think good for you. You do you. You make that money. You 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 rule the world, bitches. But don't tell me you're a feminist and then sit there behind your computer and sit there and judge other women. How fucking dare you? And guess what? If they want to be stay-at-home moms, that's their fucking choice too. That doesn't make them less of a woman. So 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 speaking of women behind their computers, if there's any women watching right now, (laughs) chime in if you agree, disagree, and why. I want to see it in the comments there. What do you think, Megan? 
I was going to totally, I was totally agree with Kat because, you know, and I like what you said about, you know, that's, that's part of what I do. That's part of the reason that I became a coach. Not only do I speak out about sexual assault because that's what happened to me in the air force, right? Like the shit that I went through is horrendous. And obviously sexual assault happens to more than women. It happens to men too, but the majority oh, yeah. of it happens to women. And <laughs> I, I, we're out here. We should be uplifting each other and, exactly. and doing things that are empowering women and as men as well. But we're talking about women in this because that's, you know, what you brought up exactly. and feminisms, feminist feminisms, <laughs> feminism. <laughs> I'm like drunk and electrocuted at the same time. I know CPR. <laughs> Uh, we've like got like this. Like a jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> feminists, feminists now are not anything like true feminists that actually like exactly. got women's votes. We're able to get. Yeah, it's not. It's not the women's country. suffrage movement. No. No, 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 absolutely not. They have gone so far away and so totally insane I, with it. Like, there's no such thing as toxic masculinity. I'm sorry, but there isn't. There is people that make choices to be who they're being and what they're doing. It doesn't mean. Yeah that masculinity is toxic. Now yes. there is such a thing between having a balanced masculine and feminine energy, but that doesn't yeah. mean it's toxic, toxic masculinity. It's just his labels just, that they put on people. And, and what really set me off was the fact that I was reading this article and then actually heard it on the radio. So this is like a worldwide thing. Now some feminist group, like it started with one feminist and now it's turning this group of feminists are attacking <laughs> women who are short because what? how how dare you date how tall dare men? You? How, how dare you, you date tall not men? To... Because tall men are only dating you because you are inferior to them and they can bully you. You have never met me, woman. I am five foot and my six foot husband cannot handle me. Don't talk to me like they like I'm somehow being overpowered. This guy has wanted to walk, <laughs> has tapped. Physically, like, can I tag someone in? Like, don't tell me, don't tell me that he can overpower me. That's not no. How so dare you? I, how dare you? Now there's to grow. <laughs> just yeah, but and there's like, there's a lot involved in this though because like there are some companies that still pay men more than women. Yes, it's a fact. Oh but hell is it, yeah! Is it a hell systemic? Yeah. Is it a systemic issue that's that, that it's made out to be? No. Um. There and and anybody that's in the military knows now if. There is any traceable amount of alcohol in a female's body, and she claims that it's sexual assault, regardless how drunk the dude was at the hey. same time. Hey, he's a rapist, and she's a victim. There's there's a double standard there on that, which really pisses me off. Because when I was in tech school in the Air Force, I was falsely accused of rape. Um, I was actually oh pulled gosh. off the stage. I was on stage with my parents in the audience, getting ready to get my badge and beret, and I was pulled off stage. And um, three days afterwards, um, the girl recanted, said she made up the whole story that she, she felt guilty boyfriend. after the fact. She had a boyfriend and she cheated on her boyfriend and felt guilty. So and she made up the story. So even though she recanted, I was still under yeah. investigation for another six weeks. And um, I never got a graduation. And I was finally just literally thrown my badge. Like, here you go. Here's so your orders. And, has and so now it, it's very difficult for me because of that. Like, I know that sexual harassment and sexual assault happens, and it happens, unfortunately, a lot more than anybody wants to believe. Yeah, However, right. comma, it's very difficult for me to believe you without evidence because of that. 
And I and and I'm being straight honest and with it. You know, I am a. I I'm not going to say victim because I survived it and I thrived from it. I the same thing. I was actually. That's yeah. So that's it happened. Awesome. It happened to me. So and and I lived through that, and I actually almost committed suicide after it because I thought that I was lesser because of what happened to me. Because it messed with me so emotionally. If I can be overpowered and this can be taken from me, yeah. what am I? What kind of woman am I? Like what kind of, you know, and it really messes with you psychologically. So I'm from the, I hate to say survivor standpoint, but from the thriver standpoint. And he's from the person who is falsely accused. So, And I love that you guys are bringing this up because this is what I do now. Like, this is why I've become so passionate and being, I mean, my career was destroyed over my assault. I was literally screwed out of everything. 10 years I had in the Air Force. I mean, I was military firefighter of the year. Because you came I forward had with it? Because I was d diagnosed with PTSD, MST, and all of a sudden I was a piece of shit. And I was like, what? Are you, are you kidding me right now? My career was literally destroyed. I was called emotionally that's, unstable. That's an unfortunate was, yeah. issue with a lot yep. of people in the military. Huge. Um, and they they protected my perpetrator. It was a command-directed investigation. Mm -hmm. And they freaking refused to charge him with sexual assault. And he got to retire from the Air Force. Yeah, it, and it's... it's I, I don't... It's, and I it's get it. Drug, you know? I think for drugs, they're like, they're going to hammer you for drugs. But anything that's right. going to be sexual assault um, or or false charges like that... Whoever the wrong person is is usually protected. They get new orders. They get to go somewhere else. They get to, while whoever was the actual victim in the situation has to stick around and have yeah. all the the hushed whispers and hushed conversations oh, yeah. and corners, and 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 rarely do we get this fucking serious on this show. We don't. So, but <laughs> no, but, but the I, word but victim like was it. brought I up. Like, but, yes, but and that's what I was going to touch on because cat. I like that because that is. It took me, I went through a very similar story to yours. I mean, it, I literally almost ended my life over this yeah. because I had the rug pulled out from underneath me. I mean, it was all of a sudden I was well, out and I had nothing. Oh, yeah. And then I found, that's it how I found more. NLP. And that's I, why they I, call I, it NLP a is, worse than death is right. it takes so much from a woman that they it don't does. realize. And it, it took me changing. NLP is amazing. It's neuro-linguistic programming. But it literally teaches you even things in the world that we, because we have labels for everything, right? So yeah. when you're able to, I was able, same thing. I, would, I didn't realize, even though, yes, I was a victim per like using, because those are the wordage, but I say that now. I'm like, I am, I am thriving and I am a survivor from that. And now yeah. I speak out on military bases and I do what I can to coach my clients. And I'm very passionate about working in the military and the veteran community, not only for suicide awareness, but for sexual assault prevention and working with these programs to create change because of, of the stuff that's out there and the shit that's everywhere. And, and JD, I like that you brought that up your story as well. Thank you for sharing that because that, especially Kat, which I'm sure you can attest to this, having been somebody who truly was violated in such a horrid way. We're labeled having, as lying. Well, that, but more so having, having women that are falsely accusing somebody pisses me off more yes, than- Yes, it does. Me too. Because it's a slap in the face to the it to is. people. And it's it, like, this is why people don't come forward. Who it, uh, it, it, it unvalidates the people that it actually does. went through it. it, it and it makes it- It, valid, it and devalidates. It, it, yes. it makes it difficult for people to 
take somebody at their word when they see and I did so many not cases like come that. forward when it happened to right. me. I was young and I thought I would be in trouble. Um, years later, the the person who did it to me um, actually approached JD and I together and apologized for his actions. And and this happened. Both of our situations we were, happened before we even knew each other. Yeah, so it was, we were. And this was. 15 years into our relationship that he approached us and the fact that he came to me in in my face like i was like i wanted to kill you have some fucking nerve man he's like no 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 like he at the time i guess justified it in his mind what he was doing and then his wife was raped and then he saw the repercussions of those actions when that stuff happens, and, it, yeah. and it woke yeah. him up to what he did to me. So years later, after, after this recently, I finally came to clean to my parents about what happened mm-hmm. to me. And as, it's been as a teenager, 20 years, 21 years, something like that since it's happened a long, uh, longer than I can admit, but right. it, it's been a long she, time. She's a woman of a certain age. Wow. <laughs> so there's that. So from, from, no. from thriver and survivor to old bitch. So like put me to the pasture. You bet. All right. So, so I want to move ahead here, but we did use the word victim a few times, which is actually what my, uh, my unpop op was my unpopular, big, uh, unpopular opinion was, uh, I think that veterans as a whole, this is a generalization, not every single veteran, but veterans are probably the largest demographic to play the victim card. <gasps> Joseph. Wow. And it goes as far as a lot of people that are quote unquote, hundred percent disabled and collecting $3,500 a month. And they never, you know, saw anything worth the shit to make them, 100% disabled. They're just playing the fucking game. I to think get the y'all money. should all get 100% disability because y'all don't get the benefits you need anyway. You should get something from no, it. No, but there's a lot of people that 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 play these victim cards and play the the you know, they're the ones that are going to that are going to be the the Karens at Applebee's on Veterans Day when they're not getting their their fucking free dinner in time. Damn, JD. <laughs> Hey, hey, I'm allowed to say that word. I, I am a veteran. Oh God. But Shit. but there are there is a lot of them and and well it was nice having a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh but I, I think that there's a lot of veterans that play the victim card a little more than they should because they just want the free shit. Well, and it, and you think about it, it, I mean, yes, and and it's everyone though. I mean, but yeah, within our demographic, but you think about this this is what I've learned. It's about what what kind of what is the racket that you're t- that you run like when you think about your perspective and the way that we th- we all think because i yeah when i when i went through that's why i changed the way i don't there are times when i use victim because i'm trying to pull Illustrate in people point. when i'm yes. sharing my story but but i'm very careful with that because i don't victim is very disempowering and yes. the way that we speak is not just about what you know, speaking. It's not about just communicating. It's even our own thoughts and how I perceive things. So what is the, what is your story? What is your racket that you're telling yourself? And a lot of people do. I didn't even realize how I had so much of my victim mentality from all the stuff that had happened to me over the years. And that's truly what transformed me into to my path now as being a coach and even a fitness coach and everything else, because I was able to, to say, I'm not a victim. 
I, I don't have to let that define who I am anymore. And it's how you speak to yourself because then that's how you, well, how you do one thing is how you do another thing. Right. So it's how we speak to each other. And yeah, if you're playing, a lot of us say, oh, I'm not a victim and I'm not this, but you're really playing that victim mentality. We are, we're, we're telling us the bullshit story every single day, you know? What are you, who are you being? Who are you being every day? I mean, that's the most important thing. I, who are you choosing to be every single day with your thoughts, your behaviors and your actions? Well, I didn't, I didn't realize how much I held on to that anger until I accepted his apology. And then it, it was the catalyst that kind of changed my entire mindset. JD can, JD will vouch. I was an angry person for years. I didn't trust JD. I, and I mean, this is years into our marriage. I didn't trust him. I didn't trust anyone. I I'm was bitter. Gollum. I was angry. <laughs> I was self-loathing. And for some reason, he loved me anyway. And after that, it was like this eye-opening, like, I held on to a lot of anger and not just with him, with myself, with my with parents, everybody. Yep. with I'm everybody. Yeah. Why did I not get the love my sister got? You know, like a lot of things that I shouldn't have been holding on to. And it was that instant realization of like, oh, shit, man, I've been toxic. <laughs> you know? But yeah. Like, we but all, I think, I think, and that's hard to do. That's hard to own your shit. That's the biggest is. thing that I had to do. And when I, when I transformed, you have to be so vulnerably real with yourself it takes so much to get to that point and it's completely yes. set free when you do because i was the same way i oh had my so God. much freaking you anger. find out so much about yourself when you let yeah. it go you're like yeah. holy shit this is me i actually kind of like me like yeah i'm not fucking perfect but like once i let it go like there was some shit that i was like you know what well, but i think, I think regardless regardless what your background is if you're rich poor black white it doesn't matter yeah it doesn't everybody has been a all. victim at some point well, yeah, because everybody that's watching, everybody that's part here. of the human suffering is part and, of the human experience. <laughs> and yeah, everybody's been a victim at some point. It's it's how you react to that. Death, that's gonna taxes. Yep. And there was, and I'm not gonna say that 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 I'm, you know, above reproach on this because there's been points in my life where I have played the victim card and and looked and sought the 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 comfort. Oh, uh, you poor the, boy, right, you know, right. bullshit. You know, because I needed, I needed something. I didn't had no clue what it was, but you have to. I don't care what situation you're in. You have to work out of that, or else it's just gonna, it's gonna fucking destroy you yeah. from the inside out. Yep. And oh, there was will. a point where I had a fuck. I almost suck started a, a pistol at one point. And no one's gonna fix you, right? And like the only person that could fix me was me. Exactly. And, and at four fifteen in the morning, I text, I texted the guy that was working at the vet center for the uh, uh, mental health. Yeah. At four fifteen in the morning, and and. I went to, I checked myself into counseling for like two years after that. And yeah. there was a lot more shit that I had to deal with than what I realized they made I had us to go with. to couples counseling and we were broken. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bitter, bitter is what I would call like a dark chocolate. What we had was like <laughs> fucking toilet water. I, and so some people have heard me say it. I don't know if I said it on the, I have said it on the show once before. When I tell, when I've told y'all the anecdote about when I told my niece, if you've never gotten that point in your relationship where it'd be easier to divorce and start over than it would be to make a marriage work, it was that time when he got to the point where he almost committed suicide. When he went into veterans counseling, they made us go to marriage counseling. At that point, I had basically written off our marriage and I knew divorce would have been easier. Mm-hmm. finding someone else to love and marry and starting all over would have been easier. 
making our marriage work and putting in the years it took, years it took to get our marriage back was so hard. And we were both toxic. So I mean, hard. there was oh there was God. no blame. Like we were both fucking. We were stupid pieces of like, shit. We we <laughs> would hit below the belt. You know, like it was ugly. Oh yeah, you find that ugly. one thing that you know would like touch okay, the people. Okay, so here's his jiggly right bits, and here's where I hit <laughs> <laughs> below the jigglies. Jiggly, so, jiggly bits. Um, while we're on the serious thing, uh, um, Ryan Smeltz with the Veteran Talk Show. He is another podcast. Um, I don't know if you're in contact with him, but he is one of our sponsors, uh, the Veteran Podcast. And I'm not saying this because they're one of our sponsors, but they deal with a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about um, very upfront. Like that's their entire show is based around that. And I yeah. want to get you guys in touch too. I, I would love to see you on that show because what yeah, they talk about awesome. is just this. Super real shit that we just brought up this on stuff. this show. This is yeah, yeah. We never, we episode. never get fucking serious. It's always this has been the realest episode. But yeah, it's been good. I mean, it's good. It's good right? though, man. Because yeah. you've got yeah, it's you good. gotta have you know. That's that's the thing that I tell people. Like it, it's, it's where the conversation. This took is us. stuff that it's uncomfortable. People don't want to talk about it. That's the reason why there's still such a, an issue. But we have to be super yes. uncomfortable with being raw and real and vulnerable because this is this is life, like yeah. you know. And it's people. I think they do. It's it's hard when you have. It's like ooh. I don't want to talk about that stuff, you know. <laughs> but this is, and actually, this is the society we live in. Like, we have three sons. Eventually, yeah. we're going to have to have that conversation with our sons that says, if a girl's had too much to drink, whether she says she wants to or not, don't, don't do it. Even yeah. if you want yeah. to or not. Well, I, yeah, I have to figure out conversations to have with them. And we're going to have to yeah. do this. That is hard. It is. But, yeah, I, and it's a generational I, yeah. thing and a societal thing because my dad would have never even considered having that conversation with me. Right. You know, he, he would have the birds and bees and like, hey, don't do stupid shit. Wrap it if you're going to tap it. You know, <laughs> you know, the general shit. I love your dad. But, oh, my dad was awesome. <laughs> I miss that man every fucking awesome. day. Because he's so quiet. He'd be like, all right, you got to put the condom on before you... <laughs> <laughs> Why did you just make him sound like Bob Ross? He, no. he, he didn't have like, I mean, I was his happy little accident, uh, 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 but. Uh-uh. He's like a very inappropriate uh, oh Mr. God. Rogers, if anything. All right, boys and girls, today we're putting on a condom. <laughs> oh, my God. My dad was like 6'1", 250. He died at the age of 63. So he was still working as a, as a federal prison guard. He had retired from the state good. prison. He was cute. He worked. He worked like he death row cute. and would fuck. At sixty three years old, he was knocking out death row inmates because he, he was a bad motherfucker. He was. JD's loud. I'm loud. His dad was quiet. Oh yeah. And if you heard, if you listen to him, I inherited all his volume. He was one perverted, two hilarious. <laughs> I loved his dad. So under so people are saying shit, and underneath his brother's like. Your mom would do that. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> love this man. Oh my God. If JD like, grows up to be half of that, I am set for life. <laughs> man, I hope I get to be half the man he was. He was a fucking badass. Like he was legit. A quiet badass. That makes it even better. Like he like literally, he died at, at 63. Um, it was a massive stroke, like unforeseen. Oh, like he was still working. And um, yeah. like two weeks before he died, we were slap boxing. <laughs> and at 63, yes. the man would nice. still fuck me up. And I was in my prime and he would, he was just fucking fast. Like, he's a shit. Stop. He boxing in the, in the, yeah, the he boxed in the Navy, Navy for a while. Yes, yeah. He was boxing in the Navy. That guy was hard. That's awesome. He was, hey, he was a fucking 
whiskey drinking potato munching Irishman. I mean, what do you expect? <laughs> oh, and we found relatives in Ireland. Maybe we're, nice. we're working at we're working on the family tree right yeah, now so. with some potential relatives. So it's getting exciting. My grandma, going to my grandma is like obsessed with. I mean, my family does all the genealogy stuff. It's freaking. Do awesome. you? Oh where, yeah. Where do y'all like, originate? Do you so know? We we are Irish. On my mom's side, we're Irish, and my grandfather, my mom's dad, are great grandparents immigrated from serbia so their village was on the core of the their village half was in serbia half was in croatia so my great-grandfather actually came over on a boat at 16 from serbia so they speak slavic and uh i mean he used to make his own moonshine yeah like apparently <laughs> and oh my, my mom my dad's side is cherokee indian german and austrian we're actually related to the von traps the sound of music like wow yeah, yeah. you sound like us my my great-grandmother was cherokee um and we've got a lot of german on my dad's side yeah. and yeah a lot of actually a lot of german on both my grandmother used to cuss at my grandfather in german so uh <laughs> so flick and don't chase us yeah my family I'm on them. i think my 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 dad's side is irish and canadian and canadian. In, and and indian native american and then my mom's side is uh 50% mutt and 50% half breed. Actually, uh, we, well, do you like some lichen and no, I'm just no, like on my mom's Jay side, we've got African, we've got I actually met his African American relatives recently. I have a second amazing. cousin who's like, there's like a complete opposite pigmentation of me. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna try not to get canceled here. Not a pimp, not a pimp. Um, <laughs> Middle child, or only yeah, we got a we got a toe head is our middle. Who's his like, white is like JD. This part of JD's, <laughs> but he's like, but he's, he's got, got some kind of doctorates. like math, yeah, math engineering and wow. something. Yeah, I don't know. He's got two doctorates. He's and smart. Like, yeah, physics and math and in engineering of some kind. He's amazing and just awesome. super supportive. So yeah, we we've, we've got like every ethnicity on my mom's like, side awesome. covered. Like covered. like. like we have all of it. It's like I'm I'm every minority. <laughs> I'm every minority. You check like, all the boxes. You're like, I, yep. Yeah. What race are you? Yes. Yeah, he always puts, <laughs> he always puts other, and I'm like, that's probably accurate. He's probably <laughs> he should probably put other and put all of the nationalities. All. They're like, <laughs> no, no, that can't be right. Yep. No, no, I'm all of them. I'm not Durka Durka. They can go fuck Sir. themselves. No, <laughs> we no. Stop. I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping. Terrible. <laughs> Actually, we are going to be stopping. Okay, yeah. We need to. It is that time. We're running about an hour and 22 minutes into this. So it's going to be time to start wrapping it up. I Megan, questions. don't go anywhere yet. We're going to do some after the show. I'm going to actually hit record on the on the, on the the board for awesome. the after show shit. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wait, I have something to say. On behalf of women, I know I hate that feminists say that, but on behalf of women, I appreciate the fact that you're giving them a voice and giving them an ear for someone to listen to them, empathize with them, and help them grow from their experiences. So thank you so much. We appreciate you so much. And thank you for your service to our country and your civil service as well. So I would like to thank, thank you, Megan, for coming on. It was an amazing show. I hate to cut it short, but we have to keep it. 
within a certain time frame. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna continue the the, the conversation after. Why this. we've got the SSA uh, on our ass already? No, no, we have we have a contract with Knucklehead Media and, and how much they're willing to to edit in post. They'll just uh, cut out seven minutes of you talking. <laughs> they're like, eh. yeah, just like you blocked me out. But I want to thank everybody uh, for watching it. Thank everybody for listening. Uh, thank all of our sponsors, especially Five by Five. Um, if you are a veteran and you're in the uh, South Texas region, um, please shoot me a message on my personal page or on the uh, Telson Barstool page about the uh, narco sub screening. And a veteran networking Mark, thing we're doing August 28th. Mark, you're coming down. You're staying with us. Yep, and Bobby's staying with us too. So perfect. Uh, but thank you, everybody, again. Uh, don't forget to tune in next week. Um, I have no fucking clue who the guest is, so I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> but we're going to have one, and and we'll let you know as soon as we know. Because <laughs> that, that's how so professional we are. But uh, y'all take thank care. You. If you are out watching this and you are drinking, please make sure you find a sober ride home. If not, um, go fuck yourself. And uh, we she love y'all. She we'll might see. not look that good in the morning, people. Just <laughs> let her give you a ride home. You don't have to take her in. Yep. Just, Just because you go to bed with a 10 doesn't mean public, you're going to wake up with a 1. Public service announcement. The desert more two you know. Or a desert 8. <laughs> <laughs> so good night, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see y'all later. Bye, everybody. Bye.